1: It's 2022 and we're still talking about the 2020 election and whether or not it was stolen from Donald Trump with investigations into election conspiracies happening in Wisconsin and elsewhere. Is it really possible to steal an election? Joining me is Mark Bowden, who, along with Matthew Teague, has written a book called The Steal, the attempt to overturn the election and the people who stopped it. Uh, Thank you very much for taking some time with us today.
0: It's my pleasure, Kitty.
1: Uh, This book covers this. I've got lots of questions for you. Uh, This book covers the 64 days between November 3rd and the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol, focusing on six states where there were claims of widespread voter fraud, and that includes Wisconsin. Tell us, just give us kind of an idea of what we're getting in this book.
0: Well, instead of looking at um, the conspiracies hatched in Washington in and around January 6th, which we're all seeing being exhaustively reported and investigated, Matt and I wanted to look at how the effort to overturn the 2020 election actually happened all around the country. We don't run elections in America out of a federal building or the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. Elections are run by your neighbors and my neighbors in, in counties, in states all over the country. And so the effort that was made in the 60 days or so after the election in 2020 to pressure these local officials and state officials into falsifying the results of the election that they had conducted uh, was what we really wanted to examine. We wanted to find people responsible for mounting that pressure campaign, and we also wanted to find and talk to the local officials who were at the, in the middle, sort of in the eye of the storm.
1: And one of those people in the eye of the storm is Ron Bishop in Fond du Lac County, somebody who you, uh, in the book, you call him the most Republican person in the nation. Um, he really had it rough during that period.
0: Well, he did because Ron is an honest man and you know, he's a lifelong Republican. He, he comes from a family of generations of Republicans. He was a Trump supporter. He put so many Trump signs in his yard so that people could come and take them for free and put them in their own yards. So he was terribly disappointed when Donald Trump lost the election. But because he was the chairman of the Republican Party in Fond du Lac, he uh, knew a lot about how elections were conducted. He'd been involved in running the election, and he knew that there was nothing fraudulent about what had happened. So he you know, found himself at odds with Trump supporters in his neighborhood and in his county and became the object of sort of a vilification campaign as some sort of traitor to the party for refusing to say that the election results were false.
1: We're talking with Mark Bowden. The book is called The Steal. And it got so bad that he even ended up being hospitalized with a panic attack. He thought he was having a heart attack because it got so bad.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was just really stressed out. Uh, as anyone would be, it seems to me. And I think particularly someone like Ron, who is such a garrulous fellow and so deeply involved in his community. And, you know, his family and his friends and his community were tremendously important to him, which is why he spent so much time, I think, serving them. And so suddenly to become the, the target of attacks for somehow betraying the very people he was trying to help it was so distressful, you know, that he ended up, you know, having to go to the hospital. That was, you know, fearing he was having a, a heart attack. So this is just one story of many of fine people who were caught up in this campaign and really paid a price for it.
1: The book is called "The Steel," and I'm talking with Mark Bowden. And what do you think? I just wonder if the people who say there is. Voter fraud, widespread voter fraud, the election was stolen. Do do you think anybody actually believes that? The people who are perpetuating it, not the people who stormed the Capitol necessarily, but the people at the top who are saying these things.
0: I think that they know better. Uh, Anyone who has a deep understanding of how elections are conducted in this country knows how it would be virtually impossible to do what they said to happened. And also just how glaringly obvious it would be if any county, even just a single county in the United States, suddenly departed dramatically from its historic uh, election patterns. You know, we don't see that anywhere. And so it's very obvious that it didn't happen. So I can't believe that any of the top people in Washington who are making these allegations really believe that they're true.
1: So why are they doing it? Well, they're doing it because they are feeding,
0: um, I think, a you know the disappointment that many people feel when their candidate loses an election. I mean, this is this happens in every election. One candidate wins, the other one loses, and the people who supported the loser are disappointed. And those on the extreme edges are not even disappointed they're angry they they, they'll accuse the election system of being fraudulent this happened in 2016 after trump won the election against hillary clinton a lot of democrats claimed that there was something wrong with the electoral system in america because donald trump won the electoral college vote but he had lost the popular vote so you heard calls for abolishing the electoral college you know what we had that was different in 2020 was a leader who actively fed and played upon that anger and those suspicions. So what we see in the book, The Steel, are marginal people who have, in some cases, really bizarre beliefs who are being encouraged that they're right. And so this leads them to all sorts of extreme behaviors all over the country, culminating in the attack on the Capitol building on January 6th
1: but this is going to have impact ongoing if that election was supposedly stolen or fraudulent what does that make people think about our election system going forward does it make people not vote does it make what what does it do this is so unprecedented and scary to me
0: well i think that as long as you have leaders who continue to uh, affirm that there is something basically wrong with the election system you we're going to continue to have this problem the truth is that as i said earlier elections in america are not run by a federal bureaucracy they're run by your neighbors and my neighbors and i think one of the things that i learned in researching this book is that the american people are not as fundamentally dishonest as donald trump would like them to be because what we saw in precinct after precinct county after county you know, local people refusing to deny the outcome of the election that they held, and also judges, many of them Republicans, many of them appointed by Trump, who refused to go along with with what was clearly not true. So I'm actually more optimistic than you are, Kitty. I think that uh, it'd be very difficult to get that many people who who uh, volunteer their time and effort to help run these elections to somehow collaborate in a great, fraudulent scheme, or to step up afterwards and deny the integrity of, of themselves and their neighbors in the election that they ran.
1: Here in Wisconsin, lawmakers are still investigating the 2020 election, spending thousands and thousands of taxpayer dollars on investigations and subpoenaing people. It's, it's all over the news on a daily basis. What do you think the motivation for that is going forward?
0: Well, I think that, you know, politicians, certain politicians feel they can drum up support for themselves by playing to the same audience that Donald Trump has created. The truth of the matter is, Kitty, that if anything were seriously fraudulent in the election, it would be glaringly obvious. We know in this country, when we hold a national election, pretty much how the country is going to vote. I mean, it says something that there were really only six states in America that were projected to be close enough where the outcome was uncertain. I mean, the reason that legislators can draw up these crazy gerrymandered election district maps is because they know that this neighborhood way over here is going to vote Republican or Democrat. So they draw up a, a map to grab, you know, those territories. We know the voting patterns in this country. So if a district, say in Wisconsin, that for the last 100 years has been 80 percent Republican suddenly casts 80 percent Democrat votes, that's a red flag. That's the kind of thing that makes you legitimately say something happened there. We need to investigate what happened there. You know how many red flags there were in Wisconsin and around the country? There were none. (laughs) I mean, these people who are are claiming, you know, that the votes were switched are making a claim that is easily disprovable. And they are, as you say, wasting a lot of time and money, I think for purely political reasons, to try and stay in office or enhance their political careers.
1: Mark Bowden, the book is called The Steel. Thanks so much for taking some time with us. You dedicate the book to the real heroes of the election, and uh, I say hats off to them as well. Thanks for taking time this morning.
0: You're welcome, Kitty. It was a pleasure.
1: The book is called The Steal, The Attempt to Overturn the 2020 Election and the People Who Stopped It. It's written by Mark Bowden and Matthew Teague. Thank you for listening. For Weekend Perspective, I'm Kitty Dunn.